Damo, you big sweet tooth. Yes, MP, you chocoholic. So naughty but nice. We're a hit at the Wellness Summit and I want more. Well, how does 20 recipes in their free ebook Heavenly Healthy Desserts sound, MP? Jeepers, Damo, I'm loving that. Or you can hop on down to their brand new cafe selection cafe in South Melbourne and receive 10% off your favourite healthy desserts. Woohoo! To do so, go to so naughtybutnice.com forward slash couch and fill in your details to receive your free ebook and discount voucher. That's www.sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch. So naughty but nice. Delicious nutrition. Thewellnesscouch.com. Streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith, and I'm the founder of Speakers Fast Track and Mindset Mastery. And I'm Kim Morrison, creative director and founder of 28 Organic Skincare and Chemical-Free Oils and all sorts of yummy self-care tools. And a huge big tart, just saying, just, just got to add <laughs> just, just got to throw that in. Sorry, couldn't help myself. And I'm Cindy O'Meara, nutritionist and founder of Changing Habits. And rock star, rock star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bear Grylls, I thought I was Bear Grylls. Oh, you, are Bear Come Grylls. On. you are, you are totally Bear Grylls. Okay, so we'll leave the rock star title to Damien. Damien Christoph, we'll yeah. leave that one with him. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, good you are. Right, right, right. Good, good, good. So I think one of the reasons why I thought it was very important to point out our um, alias titles is because today on the show we have my kindred spirit joining us on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so not only do we have the man who is the spiritual leader of the wellness couch on the show with us, but he's also, when you put us next to each other, we're twins. We are. <laughs> we have great hair, we have great skin, and we are both hilarious. Welcome to the show, Lawrence Tam. Oh, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm very very excited. I'm uh, that was a great intro. Thank you so much. I don't even know where to begin with this, so I'll just let you take it from here. Yeah, just go with the ride, Lawrence. Strap yourself and get ready. And, and the other thing about you too, you do not touch the hair. Oh no! Yeah, don't touch the hair. No one touches don't touch the hair. <laughs> Neither of them. You can ruffle mine, but you cannot ruffle Lawrence's. No, and do not touch mine, otherwise there shall be great slappings occurring. Great slappings. Hey, hey, Lawrence, I wanted to ask you straight into the show. I just, you know, this is really, you're the first wellness guy that we've interviewed. And, and I am super excited, as are the girls, to have you on. We know your show only goes for half an hour, so you've got a little bit longer with us. But really, was it, who was the brains behind the wellness show or the wellness guys and then the wellness couch? And tell us a little bit about you and how you got to being where you are today. <laughs> well, as long as those two don't listen, I'll just take all the credit and uh, <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, you might recognize my voice. I'm actually the voice that you hear every single time you listen to these three girls um, before we, each show starts. So uh, and that's that's the voice now that uh, you can rec- get to recognize. And, and the wellness guys really started um, and Damien 
and I were just talking about this, and he has uh, different memories to this. But basically, how this started was Damien and I actually started something called the Wellness Guys. We started on a project um, to help chiropractors on, uh, I think it was on profile and, and, and increasing profile and, and uh, you know, being an authority. And we started this program, and then you know, we, we built this program, we, you know, and it was, it was fantastic, it was great. And then Brett and I met at a conference. I didn't know him at all. Uh, Damien knew him, and uh, but I, you know, he wasn't there. We had dinner. Uh, we were both speaking at this event, and we had dinner together, and we just kind of hit hit it off. And so we said, "Hey, you know, let's uh, let's do a mastermind, and uh, you know, keep us accountable uh, after this uh, this dinner and uh, this this weekend." So we did, and so we actually started to come up with different ideas and how we can, you know, uh, you know, create a business and so on and so forth. And then one time, I actually listened to a podcast. Um, this is going back about four and a half years ago now. And I listened to this podcast, and the podcast I listened to was actually called I Love Marketing. And it was by a guy, two guys named uh, Joe Polish and Dean Jackson. And they were about three months into podcasting. And at the time, I didn't know what a podcast was. And I listened to these guys one episode, and I thought, you know what? I could do this. Right? <laughs> so I don't know where that came to my mind. I said, I could do this. So I called up Brett. I go, what do you think about starting a podcast? And he's like, what is a podcast? And then we, and he goes, I had the same thought about starting a radio show of some sort. And that's what he said. And I'm like, oh, great. So the two of us, you know, thought of some ideas. And then we went, you know, who do we need? We need someone who can, who's really good uh, with regards to nutrition and stuff. And he thought, well, what about Damon? I worked on him in, uh, with a different project. Um, why don't we bring in Damon? And that's how the three of us got together uh, on that initial idea of creating a podcast for people that, you know, for the general public to really just reach and make a bigger impact. And I guess the backstory here is more importantly is that, you know, we're all chiropractors, the three of us. But um, one of the key things that, you know, for me anyways, I'm not sure about the other two, um, I want to make a bigger impact in the world. And, you know, as a chiropractor or any practitioner, you're very limited to the amount of people you can help, you know, within your, you know, locality and your community. And I really want to reach a bigger audience. And I just felt that podcasting at the time was one of those ways that I could reach uh, and uh, reach those people around the world. Beautiful. That's so amazing. Beautiful. That, 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 that's pretty awesome. I, have you always felt that? Um. I, you know, not always. I think, you know, if you go back to when I was a kid, I was a very shy kid. Um, I'm a very really? introverted, yeah, I'm a very, very introverted kid. Um, I was a very nerdy kid through high school. I was, um, I don't show many pictures. Okay, we do not have that in common. It's just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably the very popular one. Um, I grew, I was, um, I was one of those uh, nerdy kids with big glasses and very unco, un you know, no coordination whatsoever. And, um, it was just one of those things that was, you know, I was very shy, but, you know, there was always something in me. I think I just felt like, you know, I, I felt that I could be great at something. I just didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us have that. You know, I think all of us have that calling deep inside of us and it's whether you choose to listen to it or not. And for me at the time, I mean, going back to, you know, you know, when when you're in high school, like you're just so lost anyways. You know, you don't, you, you talk to friends and you have certain types of friends and then you, you don't really think about the world. And it wasn't really until when I went to chiropractic college and started to realize that, you know, the impact that I could actually make to people's lives, you know, just with my hands, um, that's when the idea that, hey, maybe I can um, step into a role to, to start changing the world. But that whole impact thing to the world thing did not come until um, well into my chiropractic career where 
I built an, an, uh, a pretty successful practice in my eyes and uh, in a sense that yeah, I reach all my goals that I ever set for my life uh, within three to four years. And then I was lost for about four years because um, I didn't have any new goals and I didn't reset them because I reached them and then I, I got comfortable. And so I was really toiling with myself and my mind, trying to figure out exactly what's the next evolution of Lawrence Tam? What's the next thing I could do? And uh, I struggled for a long time. Um, and uh, not that I wasn't happy. I was just happy, but I wasn't ful- fulfilled Filled. totally. Yeah. 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 And so to go from that nerdy kid, because I think this this speaks volumes to the message that you deliver for all of people, really, and with what you've created with the Wellness Couch. To go from that nerdy kid who really didn't know himself to moving into chiropractic, it's interesting that the difference that you are making is so far and wide now. How did you, even if it was if, if it was even a conscious process, how did you transform yourself? Because I can imagine it's a transformative journey to go from um, nervous of the world to stepping into I will make make the world a better place and that will become my driving force you know one of the things that i i recognized recently um and i didn't realize i was doing this uh until uh, a framework was put to me um by one of my mentors his name is dan selvin and uh, I went to Dan's, I've been under strategic coach for the last two years and I've been flying to Toronto for the last, you know, like every three months going there. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot from Dan and one of the frameworks that he he developed um, was this concept of of confidence. And there's a lot of people wait for confidence, to be confident or to be certain before they actually go and attack something or to go after a goal or a plan. Mm. And we wait for this confidence and you know as a shy kid or as a uh, as a as a as a person who didn't think much who had just a lot of self doubt i didn't have that confidence so i was waiting and waiting and waiting and it wasn't really until i decided to do something like i took action on something and that's what's really important it's about actually the so the first he basically calls it the four c's and the first thing is actually commitment it's actually about committing yourself to doing something Whatever that might be, it doesn't. You don't actually have to have the confidence before you actually act on something. And I thought that's actually quite profound because if you look at back on any of our lives, um, you know, whether it be Kim's, you know, uh, you know, the rec- world record holding uh, event, he, she had to commit. She didn't know if she could do it or not. Like she could tell herself she could, but really, you're not going to theoretically know whether you can sustain that or not. You have to commit yourself to doing that. Uh, whether it be starting a business or you know, with Cindy, I've seen you know your evolution of your business life and being able to you know start one company or the evolution of your company you you're just taking commitments after commitment but the thing is that well after you commit to something what's the first thing that comes to to most of our minds it's actually fear right once you commit to something that's actually amazing i'm not talking about committing to like i'm gonna have lunch today right i'm not talking about i'm talking about a commitment to um you know to your significant partner or committing to something that's actually big like so right now me i I committed to something that i've never done before which is something called the spartan race um it's an obstacle race and uh if you look it up like you know I've been known to be like Mr. Perfect, clean, cut, you know, that type of person. And I'm going to be throwing myself to some, you know, 12, 13K, I think it was, oh, maybe it was a 14K obstacle course with hardcore, you know, CrossFit guys, type of guys. It was just totally not like me. But I wanted to commit to something that challenged me physically. 
you know, and I've never ran more than six K's in my life. <laughs> like, so, you know, this, you know, 12, 13 K is going to be hard enough, but let alone you putting all these obstacles in the way too, you know? And so I had to commit. So then there was fear. I still have fear five weeks into it, uh, five weeks to go. I'm, I'm very fearful. Um, but then through this fear, eventually it's going to come around like five weeks going to come and there's going to be the day when I'm going to have to be on the starting line and I'm going to have to start. Well, sooner or later we actually, we develop the second C, which is courage. And once you commit to something, we have fear. And then the second thing we get is courage. Once you have enough courage to, you know, jump off, uh, 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 you know, jump off to do skydiving or jump off to, you know, do an adventure race or jump off to start a business or just put yourself and start a podcast, for example, um, then all of a sudden you start to learn how bad you're actually at it. Right? So you start to realize like going, man, like this is really terrible. I can't, you know, I got terrible mics, terrible, um, I, I can't speak or I get nervous. I can, you know, I have to, everything's got to be perfect. And you just start to realize you learn so much. And I'm sure you girls are the same thing. I mean, you guys have been doing this for three years now. You start to realize that, hey, like there, at first when at the beginning, you weren't great at it, right? And now just like, I mean, you started the show without even letting me know what, what the hell's going on here. <laughs> I think the right words were, are you okay for us to just have our way with you? Yeah, that's right. And, and you said yes. I said yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I think so, so after courage, it's about, you know, getting some competencies uh, or capabilities. And so then you learn, you learn, you learn through your mistakes, you learn through your lessons. I mean, if you go back to say the wellness guys and you look, listen back to our very first, even 20 episodes, they were crap. Like the audio is really terrible. Um, you know, the recordings are terrible and probably, you know, how I had to make sure everything was perfect. And I was, you know, I didn't, couldn't be able to riff like this. I had to like structure my sentences and, you know, what I was going to say next and so on and so forth. And so you just learn to, um, to kind of loosen up a little bit and you start to learn, you know, where you, what you're good at and what you're not great at. And same thing with speaking. I mean, Karen, you've been talking about, you know, you teach amazing uh, people to, to become amazing speakers. It's the same thing. It's just about, you know, you commit yourself to a, a talk and then you develop the courage to actually stand in front of all these people. And then sooner, sooner or later, you're going to start to learn the finer skills of becoming a speaker and becoming a master speaker. And that comes with time and comes with experience. No one hits a home run in the very first time they could do anything. Um, yeah. It's very rare to do that. And then once you've done that, you know, once you have became, um, you have your capabilities and through that time of experience, then you develop the last C, which is then your courage. I'm sorry, the, um, then it's the actual, um, the confidence, you know, the last thing, which is the last thing that comes. You know, so we started this conversation about thinking that we all have to wait for confidence for us to do something. It's actually the last thing that gets developed. And as the, if you think about that concept of if your confidence comes last, then you, then you actually then you have this certainty about yourself and all of a sudden you allow yourself to go, hey, maybe I'm ready for the next challenge. And I think that's the evolution for all of us. I mean, if you look back 10 years ago for all of you, you know, you, you probably wouldn't have thought um, that you'd be as far as you are in terms of business relationships or life um, 10 years back, you know, 10 years forward, because you've taken a lot of commitments and you've taken a lot of, you know, developed a lot of courage, you developed a lot of capabilities that you wouldn't have had. And then through that time, you developed a lot of confidence. And through that confidence now, they made you do more uh, and bigger and bigger challenges. So good. So in terms of... Um, I guess in terms of what you've created, how have you? Have, do you ever take time to reflect on what you've created and the and the 
the um, majesty of what you've created with the wellness summits, you know, all of the podcasts that you've got on the show right now. I mean, how many podcasts have you got on the couch right now? I think I just checked today. I think we actually just have a brand new one starting today. So 17, I think there's 17 shows on, on the, on the wow. network from my, um, from my county. Um, to answer that question, the reason why I didn't even know the number is because no, I, I actually haven't sat down and thought about, um, the, the things that we have, we have created. I know I don't, I don't want to take credit for this because Brett and, and Damien has, you know, the three of us have really started this and along with Marcus, you know, Marcus has, has been able to, to expand the, the network that we've, we, we started. And, um, I, you know, I had this thing with with my wife. I would talk to talk to her about a lot. Is that I'm a very future kind of pace type of person. So you know, I think more in the future rather than the past. Mm. Um, I don't remember a lot of things in the past. I can't even tell you what I did yesterday. Um, you know, where she's a, a past thinker, so she she remembers everything I've done wrong um, oh. in the past. <laughs> How terribly inconvenient. Yeah, you know, she's, yeah. Remember that time from 15 years ago? Oh, no. <laughs> um, where I my headspace is usually in the future. So I don't really look back too much on the past. Um, I will say that the times I've actually looked back and go, you know, the, you know, when we were with you guys, when we were at the Wellness Summit, that really hit me um, for the, you know, every time we'd done the summit. But this time, for some reason, when we were standing in front of that stage, uh, in front of 700 people, and the people that came up to us and even to every single one of you guys to, to say thank you and the, and then how their lives have been transformed and the tears and, and the hugs, that's when you start to go, wow, like really? Like, I can't believe that, you know, we did this, you know, we, all of us have a part in this mm-hmm. um, and making this a reality. And for those people, their lives have been changed because we decided to do something. We decided to commit to something. We decided to develop some courage and go past our fears. We, we decided to learn some stuff and continue on our journey and develop more confidence in doing it. And, you know, each summit had gone better and better simply because we've done that. Um, I think that's, so I do reflect it, but only for a very short period of time. Um, I don't like to sit there and go, wow, like this is great. And then I just live there. I kind of like go, wow, that was great. Let's, what's next? I kind of look forward to like, what's the next thing I could do? You made a really good point there, Lawrence. And and I I think one of the things that I've loved about being around you guys and, and hanging out in your energy and being around you is it's almost like, and I know you and Karen probably won't admit to this, but you almost make it okay to not be perfect, to, to um, you know, it's okay to make I guess, mistakes or not be afraid of not getting it perfect or getting it right because, you know, so many people out there, particularly the left-brainers out there, want to get the plan. They want to make sure they've got it all in place. They want to make sure it's all happening before they actually take the step. And one thing that I will say, it's thanks to you, Lawrence, and beautiful Brett and Damien and, of course, my fellow podcasters here that, in all honesty, I have really stepped up. I mean, to be when I met you all the first time, particularly you three guys, I've been listening to the podcast. I felt like I knew you. I felt like you were my besties because I heard you each week. And then when I met you, I was awestruck to be in your company. Then to find myself now in a podcast with these two extraordinary human beings, then to be on stage at the first wellness summit at the Gold Coast, then we've had, I think, three since. And the last one, like you say, was 700 people at it. And we were one of the guest speakers, the, the main speakers. I, I did the same thing, Lawrence. I stood there and went, wow, you guys have really, 
you've really taken something and allowed an avalanche of wellness and people that want to create change in the wellness and health arena. You've really given us all a platform through your punts and your courage and your no doubt fears to then allow this and another whole new wave of new podcasters are coming through. Have you really, really looked at what you guys have done? Have you really thought about the magnitude of this? <laughs> you know, I, I think one of the things you, you talked about, um, you know, being perfect. And, you know, I'm known as Mr. Perfect for some reason uh, in, in, amongst the guys. And uh, this is where Karen and I probably differ. Um, she is perfect in every way. And where, you know, I just have a perception of <laughs> perfect. Um, <laughs> I, I'm terribly unperfect in every way. Uh, there's so many things around it, but I just, I have created structures in my life to look at where my weaknesses are. Um, people think I have, that people have this perception. They think I'm very structured and very linear thinking. And, you know, I, you know, I have like this regimen of every day that I produce a whole bunch of things. And that's the, that is so far from the truth. And, you know, the, and I'm trying to be honest here so that people recognize that you don't have to be structured and, 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 and in order to function, but because that was my weakness, like I am such a procrastinator um, and and not finished and, and actually done like a, a Kobe. I don't know if you've ever done a Kobe A test, uh, which is sort of like looking at your personality and looking at how you function. And one of the things that I found out about myself was that I'm a great quick start and which means that I can start projects like, like I'm a nine out of 10. So which means I can start projects like this. Like, you know, we talk about something, we'll just I'll get started. But what I found out about that is that I'm a terrible finisher. So I start a whole bunch of projects and never finish that. And that's why those four or five years I was telling you about was because I started all these projects that I never finished or completed on any of them. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot from them, though. But I'm, what I recognize is that, I, you know, if I was in a four by 100 meter, meter relay race, you should you want me to be the first guy. You want me to be the first one to start. And I need to pass the baton to to other people who are more brilliant or genius at completing things and so so now i develop a team around me um to take on those tasks so that they can finish it and so i think that's how we've been able to create those magnitudes like you know partnering up with brett and demo um they are all ideas guy too as well so which makes it hard because which means we have a whole bunch of ideas we never finish right and so therefore having a guy like marcus pierce um, has been fantastic for our team is because he is a finisher. He he, is, he finishes everything else off where we kind of start with ideas. And so I think um, I think you got to start by not trying to be perfect. Uh, I I try to get things perfect before I start. I mean, right now I you know, my main core business now is is that I actually you know coach um, you know business owners and ch chiropractors specifically uh, in their business. Like I started that because. I the only way I started it, I mean I've been thinking about toying that idea for for years and then one day um I I made a vow to a friend I was attending a seminar and uh, I said I was not going to re come back to his seminar until I actually did the one thing which was a, a webinar for example it was a webinar that I had to go and do so I put out this webinar all I did was I I said this is the time of the webinar this is what it's going to be about and it's going to be 90 minutes long, you know, please go sign up. And I just hope and pray, just put it up on Facebook and that's it. <laughs> and the next thing I do, I had like 120 people sign up for it. I'm like, oh, this is real. This is going to be real now. And so then I had to go, man, I, well, I guess I have to go create the, the slides now. So I created the slides and stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm just panicking. I was going to swear there, but I was going to panicking. <laughs> 
And so, <laughs> and, and really what I had to do, so then I created a course and I know I put a product at the end, uh, a product that I didn't even create yet. Like I didn't even create, all I had was the name and the six components that was going to be in it. I love and your then, work. Love your mm-hmm, work. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I just, I just hoped and pray that, uh, you know, that someone would buy. And if there was like more than five people, I was going to go ahead with it. If there was less than five, I would just refund their money. <laughs> and <that's laughs> And uh, I think at the end, I had like 17 people. And then through another email, I got like 25 people at the end. And that's how I started. That was my business. That's what I started with, was just committing myself to a webinar, committing myself to do a product, which I didn't even create. And then I had to go and create it after I sold, you know, 25 people into this program. I'm like, okay, well, now it's time to build. And that's how I started <laughs> this career. So, you know, going back to what you said about impact, well, my, my thing is about impact. It's always been about, you know, I get to help um, chiropractors now, um, you know, better their business because by doing so, by the way, being, you know, fulfilling and, and, and seeing more clients, which means they're helping more people. And those impact are sort of an extension of who I am now. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that to be able to um, be able to translate not just the people who I, I'm adjusting on, on my community. I was able to. I'm now able to tra- uh, you know transfer my skills and I guess my genius to to other people that are two or third you know generations down. I guess in terms of the impact. So Lawrence, what's your what's your message to the world? Like, what are you? What's your thing? What are you all about? <laughs> I'm, I'm still fine tuning that. I think. Uh, I think you know, I think in the past, you know, when I was growing up, you, you know, I'm 40 years old now. So I look at my parents, I, I look at my parents, they, you know, they're, they're a type of people that, you know, in that generation was about, you know, getting a good job and you staying with that company. I think my dad probably stayed, you know, probably went through three or four companies and he was sort of, you know, sort of that entrepreneurial mindset as well, but never started his own company, worked for companies all his life, but he would stay in a company for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And I think my generation, um, is about, you know, we go to, you know, we go from, you know, maybe, you know, five, six different companies, or, you know, you go to, you know, different changes and the generation below me, they're changing probably every three months, you know, and mm-hmm. I look at that and, and, and seeing that the world is changing in a very, very rapid pace. And I think in the past you, you're kind of defined as, oh, who are you? Well, I'm a chiropractor and then that's it. And I'm not sure that that's true anymore. You know, I think that you can be more um, you know, my good friend and mentor, Matt Church, he, he talks about like, it's about, you can do a whole bunch of things, but they, all of those things is, uh, it, it's all kind of connected by one key word. Um, his is about amplify. And I looked at my life and go, okay, what, what is it? Like, I'm a chiropractor. Yes, I am. Um, I'm also a podcaster. I'm also, uh, an entrepreneur. Um, you know, also, you know, the founder of the wellness couch with 17 shows. Uh, I'm also a coach for, for chiropractors and I also have impact on other people's lives in, in many areas. And I think the key word for me is impact. You know, mm-hmm. if I had to define one, if I had to just nail it down in everything that I do, no matter whether I'm a chiropractor or whether I'm a, a coach or whether I'm uh, just a podcaster or just talking to you guys now, is that it's about impact. I want to change people's lives and uh, it doesn't have to be through one thing. And so when I, you know, if you go to my website, it's like, I couldn't even nail it down to one thing. I had to like put three things on there, coach, chiropractor, podcaster. It's just because, you know, I meant one of many things. And I think that's the new way of looking at things is that all each one of us has multiple facets about themselves and that they can be great at a lot of things, but the core is what they're really genius at. There, there's a core in all of us that, um, that could be, 
you know, it could be anything they want. Like if I wasn't a chiropractor, if I was say an accountant or a dentist or a medical doctor, I think I'll still be doing the same thing as I'm doing right now, just in a different way. I see chiropractic as, uh, as a, as a vehicle to express who I was, uh, who I naturally am rather than, you know, I am a chiropractor and that's it. I think that, I think now, you know, my message I think is about that. We want to become better at who we are, not, not being mediocre. And I think my message I really want to share with people is that you got to be, you got to shine. Each one of you listening to this has to shine um, to the best of your ability because the world needs you. I love what Seth Godin says is that we need to do our art. We need to ship our art. People in the world need to see your genius, whatever that is, you know, and I don't care if you help one person, but some people want to help millions of people. Some people want to help 10. It doesn't matter, but that one person is going to be change uh, or transform because you existed in this world. I think that's what I want to tell people in the world to, to, because each one of us has this part of us and then we're all part of this world. If we look at our human body, it's made up of millions and billions of cells, uh, all coordinating, working together. Well, I think that the, the world or this universe is made up of millions and billions of people working and coordinating to make it function and uh, flow. And so each one of us have a vital part. We just got to acknowledge it within ourselves and be okay with it. What's your wife like? (laughs) What's what's, what's your wife like? I mean, seriously, is this what, do you hop into bed and just kind of like talk about how perfectly perfect things are and, and just how incredibly planned and how good you are at starting? Is she the finisher? (laughs) <laughs> she she's she completes me. Uh, sure. Kimmy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, I'm totally missed that one. <laughs> I should have expected that when you went to the bed. Oh, you should have. Should have. Oh my God, Morrison. No, well, no, I, gonna, I, I'm surprised it took 28 minutes for uh, for you to actually bring that up. Yeah, so. it's true. That was that's taken a lot longer than normal. Um, oh, you know, like no, come on. Let's, my wife. Um, is is amazing, like, and I think that's is this is the dynamics. If you look at human um, connections and re- human relationships, it's it's very interesting. I find it fascinating as a chiropractor. I look at families. I see an, I see a lot of families, and I look at them, and and you really start to recognize um, uh, how families complete each other. Um, when you look at a male female relationship, or or you know a female female or male male, it doesn't really matter. But if you look at the have a couple, you know, partners coming together, there's usually. Um, the couples come together because not that because they're exactly the same. They're usually not, right? There's, there's there's obviously similarities, but there's also strengths that one person has, which is the exact opposite of the other person's strengths. Um, and because they need that a balance between that in that family. And what's interesting is that if you look at once they start having kids, um, that that kid, the first child usually um, is you know is so different than the second child because it's 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 almost like they almost has to have that balance you're for and we'll take sleep for example if my if if uh if your first child was you know slept really really well the second child usually doesn't it's like it's like creating that balance it's the false sense of you know oh everything must be perfect everything that what we done was was right with the first child must work on the second it's just totally different like look my kids you know between kai and christian like they're completely different like kai is like this princess you know she's like this beautiful gorgeous you know feminine energy and power and she's you know brilliant and smart and 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 she's fine but christian is like the opposite of like he's just gung-ho he's such a boy and he's he's you know doing 
you know, I don't know if you saw the video, you know, recently I put he's doing burpees and, you know, he's doing all this crazy yeah. stuff. And that's who he is and his personality. And I think, you know, in any relationship and a partner, me and my wife, we're, we are very different. Like she's very organized. She's so organized to the, to, to everything. Like she's, she, if she were, we, we met when we were 21. So um, when we were going through university, she would have studied uh, well in advance for an exam, say probably like, you know, a month in advance before the exam started. Uh, you know, you, you know, once you got the schedule, she would have it all ready to go. And the day before would be just be a cruisy day where I'm the guy who's studying as we're walking into the exam room. I still have my books with me trying to cram the last little thing. I hopefully can, my brain will suck in. That no, was me. Like we are very much alike. I did not there know you that. go. <laughs> I did not know that about you, my friend, but that that's me. Just saying. We're yeah. more alike than we thought. Just well, it it's, I, and, and it's funny if you look at other people's relationships, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Is that, that there's, there's a lot of similarities between, um, people obviously with friends and, and partners, but there's a lot of uh, differences amongst them. And it's about that fine balance. And I think, you know, going back to what I just said before in regards to the world and the universe is that we all have a role because we all balance each other. And I think we need to have that. And there's no, I love what Martini says is about, there's no good or bad you know there's no good or evil it needs to have the both and it's about living in the synchronicity of both sides and not living in one side over the other and that's why kim when you asked me you know do i think about the impact yeah i do think about the impact but i don't live there for very long because i know if i live there for too long someone's gonna um someone's gonna knock that over and say hey you're not that special um it's like you know when you come back from a wellness summit you know, like 700 people, you fly back from Melbourne, you're, you're on this plane ride going, oh man, that was a buzz. That was, it was fantastic. You're making an impact. But if I don't balance myself between the plane ride and the drive home, I, the first thing that will happen is that my wife is going, well, you know, the kids were been crazy the last two days. Da, 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 and she would just balance me to bring me back to earth. You know what I mean? So I have to bring myself back to earth so I don't actually have to deal with that situation. And uh, thank you for that. I'm not that special. <laughs> we, we, we did a podcast on this. We... Um, questioned our influence. I'll never forget this podcast. We were coming back from um, an outback country town and we were talking about well, have we any influence on anybody? And we actually came to the conclusion that we didn't, that we were putting, like we felt that it was a planned world in a way and that we were put into each other's lives um, in order to um give information to somebody and it's up to them whether they choose to go with that or not like you know and I've always been about we cannot change anybody but ourselves we have no impact to change somebody we can only give them the information in order to make that change possible if they choose to do that because somebody can read my book two people can read my book one will run with it change everything decide that they're not going to eat crap food anymore. They're going to eat really good food. And they change their life. I have nothing to do with it. All I do is give them the information in order for them to act on it. Then there's another person who will read the same book and go, oh, that's a lot of you-know-what, and do nothing with it and go another way. So we we actually did this amazing podcast on it, and it was it was one of those real thinking podcasts that we did where – we started with thinking we did have influence, but by the end of it, we actually realized that we didn't. It was interesting. Lawrence, you might like to listen to that podcast. We'll give you that I number will. when we remember it. Yeah, yeah, I will. I, I think there's some mm-hmm. validity to that. I mean, there's. I love the serenity prayer. You know, it talks about, um, yeah. I don't exactly know the exact words to it, but it's about changing the things you can change, right? Yeah. And and not letting the things you cannot change uh, affect you. And, and so 
I think, you know, I'm a person to, to, to look at. We're all, the only thing that we're responsible for is really us. Like the only thing that you can actually, you got to take self-responsibility. If you're not happy to where you're at, you can only, you know, take responsibility for that action that you're not there. You can't blame anything else. Um, you know, the world is ticking along whether you like it or not. Um, and the, mo- the world doesn't wait for you to take action. And I think it's really important that, you know, so going back to, you know, theoretically, yes, I think we are on- the only person we can actually make an impact on is us. Uh, and through that, we just hope that that's going to leave a trail. And I, I don't think, I, you know, I talk about this, I think I talked about this at the Wellness Summit, and I, I had this vision of, of a boat, you know, driving in the middle of a lake or an ocean and that, you know, your goal is to focus on your true purpose to, you know, whatever that is for you. And so, you know, a lot of people say, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, the purpose is about finding what, what's in you that you think is right, right now. And just go for that and drive in that direction. Start and just keep on driving because as you drive, you leave a wake behind you, behind that boat. And the wake represents, uh, as it hits the shore, it represents the impact that you make. And if you're in the middle of the lake, you can actually see, you know, the wake hitting the shoreline. But if you're in the middle of the ocean, you might never see that. You might never see that wake ever hitting that ocean. And that's okay. It's about just continue on your path and just let the wake hit the ocean when it needs to and hit that person when it needs to. Like, I mean, Cindy, someone could probably read your book 30 years from now and go, oh, my God, you know, how come no one told me this? And then they would have got that impact. But there's no way you would even, maybe they might not have connected with you. I'm sure there's so many people, I'm sure, listen to these podcasts that never connect with us, never say, hey, you know, thanks for this, because that's okay. We don't do it for the praise. We don't no. do this, you know, I know you guys do it because you guys like to catch up, but I mean, at the end of the day, we don't, <laughs> we don't do this because we're waiting for some, you know, validity to go, hey, this is making an impact. I mean, those words of encouragement that comes in every single week, yeah, they're fantastic. But we don't do it for them. We continue doing because there's people we know now that there's people listening. So therefore, we just do it. And um, and this is why I think, you know, when we had the Wellness Summit and you actually see with your own eyes that, man, there's people actually listening to us, the impact that we're actually making because of the, you know, because of the of the things that we're doing. That's um that's reality because when we're doing a podcast, let's face it, we don't see anybody. Like we don't, you know, we're just talking to ourselves, hoping that someone was listening. And um, you know, I remember when I do Inside Champions Mind, which is the one of the podcasts that I do on the on the Wellness Guys on mindset stuff, and the amount of people that call in and goes, you know, I listen to the podcast and you go, thanks, you know, I quit my job and going, holy, whoa, hold on a second, I didn't tell you to quit your job, right? But you know, it's like I just felt at, at the beginning, I felt like I was responsible for that. But I go, you know what? They're going to take it for what they need. Their situation, I can't be responsible. I can be responsible for translating my journey, my, you know, through what I've learned. And they got to take responsibility whether to listen to that or not and how that impacts their lives. And uh, so that's, that's the, I think you're right. I think the impact that you can make is yourself, which is I think it's a duty. I think it's almost like a duty to, for you, for all, each one of us to live the best possible life that we can live. And if, it's, if, it's, if you're not satisfied with your life right now, then take that responsibility that you put yourself there. You made the choices to get there. And that's harsh. That's hard reality. But at the end of the day, that also means, though, that you have all the possibility to change that in the future, right? So I think once we own that responsibility mm. to not blame anybody else and stop becoming a victim. We also then have, we that's although it sucks to to know that, but at the same time, it gives us power the power to change the future and all the decisions that we can um, make in the future moving forward is a collection of all the decisions we made in the past and the destiny and the legacy that you're going to create is 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 all the decisions made up together. 
So good. I just want to kind of put a little bit more perspective around this. Um, when you consider humans on this planet and the time we've been on this planet and where we are in time right now, and when we look at the universe and the size of the universe and could there be life on other planets, and you realise that we're but a blink in time. And sometimes I find myself doing that, you know, you're having a fight on social media with some um, I, you know, someone, and and you, I'm arguing away with them, and I'm thinking, hang on, what's the significance of this in the whole scheme of of life, and in the whole scheme of this planet, and what's what is where is my time better, you know, um, put? And I do see this. I actually see so many arguments on social media. And um, arguments that are just, they're not going to be one because they're two different philosophies. Mm. So I guess, you know, I just want to put in perspective, you know, where we are and um, we, we're, just, we're just people who, who need to live their best life because this is the, chance, the one chance that we get to live a great life. And I think a lot of people just think, well, maybe there's tomorrow, tomorrow. Instead of going, I have to start today. I have to do something with my life today. I can't wait for tomorrow. And I actually like, Lawrence, the fact that you don't remember your past mm. because I'm, I'm like you, Lawrence. I forget things. Like my husband will remember something that I did 100 years ago when I didn't even exist then. But <laughs> <laughs> we all need but that I, somehow. I, yeah. and I, but I remember, I don't, I don't remember the bad. I remember the good. Um, that happens and he'll say to me don't you remember that person did that and I go no don't remember it at all so I guess you're right there's goods and bad in in having both of those perspectives but I think it's good to look to the future look keep in the present as our beautiful Karen Smith always says you know pretend there's a wall in behind you and in front of you and just look what's happening at that present time mm. I, th- I think that's beautiful. I, mean, I think it's also important. We get, you know, I, because I'm such a future person, I have to remember. That's why my wife grounds me, right? She pulls me back in the past and go, hey, it's about the, remember all the, that decision that you made, um, you know, say a few years ago and how that translated. And if the thing is that nothing's ever bad. It, it's that it, it's only ever a loss if we don't learn from it. Right, it's a lesson that that we need to to make. You know, you know whether it be we lost you know money or we we had a bad relationship or whatever. Like if you learn something from it, then you can actually take it with you moving forward. And um, I think it's important to have that looking in the past when you need to. Like I, for me, it's like a, it's like driving a car. It's like you have the. You, you glance at the past once in a while, right? You don't need to look there constantly because otherwise you're going to get into a car accident. I love to look in, in, in the future constantly because of where I'm going. But the present to me is the dashboard. Like once in a while, I need to be present. I need to figure out like what speed am I going at? What RPM I'm going at? How much fuel do I have? It's a glance for me. And it's I need to, because I'm such a future person, I need to pull back into the present and be in the now uh, once in a while to make sure that I appreciate you know, and that's where, you know, when, you know, going back to what we said about appreciating the, you know, the influence that we've made or the impact that we made, that's about taking time 
but you don't need, but also I think it's a balance of making sure in the future, the past and the present, you have to be in, in all three spaces. Um, but one of us, you know, mm. most will naturally gravitate to one or the other. Um, but you know, for me, the future is where it's at because I think the potential, uh, is, is, is very important. I, mean, I still remember when we first came to Australia, it was going back 13 years ago and, my wife used to just hate it because <laughs> hate it with me because every time you know I'll go on vacation or we go on vacation at dinner time like so you know so what's our goals for next two years or what you know what if life would be like this and she was just going would you stop talking about the future <laughs> and just appreciate where we're at we're in the middle of Thailand or you know wherever we're at and um, that that's just how I gravitate and that's how my my mind goes into the future so much so and she grounds me and I think so it's important to appreciate the now. I love it. I think everybody needs to have one of those people, don't they? I think mm-hmm. because it's it's very easy, especially when you are that kind of person that is future focused and is, you know, I like I for me I see that that I'm a dreamer, mm. and it's 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 not so much a dream as if it's as if it's something fictitious. It's a dream as if it's like okay, I know that where I am sitting right here right now today is a result of my accumulated past. So what am I going to begin creating today so that I will be sitting in another position and look back and say that's a result of my accumulated past? So I kind of I look at it from this a similar sort of perspective and, I, and that's when I just allow my imagination to let me dream big and not really hold myself back so that then what I'm doing in the now is all pre-sending, if you like, a new present um, for me, which I kind of, I get excited about, you know, I get, it, it, it really gives me goosebumps. It's very exciting stuff. Mm. I love it when you do it. Oh. <laughs> so Lawrence, what is, what is next for you? I mean, what do you have on the radar? Huh. Well, it's, it, that's interesting. Um, because I'm at the moment of, of, uh, just creating things at the moment. Like I, uh, right now I'm evolving and changing in my business right now in terms of, you know, the way I sort of take care of the chiropractic community. I'm, I love the chiropractic community. I, I it has given me a great platform for, to do what I do now. And, um, I want to make sure that it uh, survives. It's, it, it's, you know, it's present state at the moment right now. We're, we're going through a, a, a massive, um, you know, I guess, conflict within the profession and outside the profession. And I want to make sure it stays strong. I think a lot of um, young chiropractors and some chiropractors are just kind of getting lost touch with time. Um, we can't be doing the same thing. And this goes, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because it goes across the board, no matter what you're doing in any business. Mm-hmm. I think in yeah. business in a sense that people are doing the same thing as they 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 what they did 10 years ago or even five years ago and unfortunately that's just not going to work anymore you know society's moving such a fast-paced world that we need to adapt and we need to change we need to change the message we need not necessarily the core of the message but the way we say it um how we say it and how we do things how do we interact and how do we communicate uh, all of that's changing and you know i heard something today in a podcast is that you know we're not you know we're in a, an ideas world uh, in, in a sense that ideas is the commodity. You know, it's about each individual because really it's not about knowledge anymore. I mean, I, you know, what, I'm going to divert here a little bit, but you look at my kids, um, they're seven and four years old now. And to be honest with you, I don't 
I'm kind of scared for them in terms of the, the the way the school system's working for them because of you know they're you know right now they're going through traditional schools. I actually went to see a high school maybe uh, maybe three uh, about a month ago, which is really interesting to th- look at. I mean, she's not going to go to high school for another six years or so, but you look at what they're they're talking about is that the high school is no, now not really, they're already thinking that it's not really for necessary education because you can do that online. Um, but it's actually more about community building. So they're even shifting their message because uh, they know that's coming. And really, it's not about knowledge anymore because, I mean, you can get knowledge from Google. Like it's press of a button, you get the knowledge that you need. So it's not about knowledge. It's about how can you create ideas in the world and how can you change the world? I think we need to start teaching our kids about how do you solve problems? I think that's what the world needs. We need more problem solvers in this world. We don't need more followers. We need people to think outside the box and start changing it. And I'd love to somehow help that. I want to take people's ideas that's going on in their head and uh, translate into action. Because I believe that each one of our ideas is going to be important somehow into this world and it's going to make an impact. And who knows what that's going to be because that one idea is going to change another idea and that's going to change another idea. And I think, you know, as we all stand on the shoulder of the giants, that's how we're going to, you know, really cause a, a faster evolution of time. And I've been reading this great book called um, The Rise of Superman. Mm-hmm. And uh, by Stephen Kotler, and he talks about you know how we get into flow. And if anybody ever tried to read Flow, which is by uh, Mihai Chikmanic, Chikmanic, I think his name was. It's Mihai very detailed. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm not even trying to pronounce that. Um, the book was Flow. It's fantastic, but it's a really hard read because it's all about experience and all stuff. But basically, this is an updated version of that, and how you know a 12 year old kid, right, who is now able to win a, a you know do a trick. Uh, as a 12-year-old in the X Games that, you know, Tony Hawk uh, took him 10 years to do, for example, you know, and these guys are playing at a game at at such a high level because they don't know any different because as a 12-year-old, you don't have the fear. You don't have um, the things that, you know, stop you from thinking because now the internet has made it possible for us to know things across the world that we would not have been exposed to 10 years ago or even 15 years ago. You know, you watch, I mean, there's a a great TED video about, you know, the evolution of dance. And they talk about how these little, like, three-year-olds doing these crazy breakdancing moves, right, in the (laughs) middle of, like, Asia. There's no way they would have known those steps without the power of the internet because the power of the internet now connects them to the rest of the world that allows them to watch the Michael Jacksons of the world and, and watch them develop their skills and they start practicing at home because they don't, they don't, no one's ever told them they can't do that until they're 18 years old. And I think that's when we start to become smarter and we become better and we start to break the four minute mile types of barriers faster than the previous generation uh, before us. And the next generation and the generation after that is going to continue to do that. And I think that may be the evolution of humankind. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting. I had never thought about that. I haven't seen that TED video, The Evolution of Dance, so I'll be, yeah, I'll be watching that. it, definitely. But, but it's not, you know, like I, I heard you say about the chiropractic profession and um, how, uh, what was the statement that you made about it? And um, I, Right now we're... confusion or... Oh, I think right now we're in conflict, um, and it's a conflict in in a sense of that uh, we're being attacked from the outside world looking in, and then that's kind of shaking shaking the profession and trying. There's an outside group at the moment trying to um, shake chiropractic as you know positioning them as they they shouldn't be you know they shouldn't even exist. Like we're almost like they're all a whole bunch of witch doctors, and then 
within the profession, right, there's also a conflict that splits between the two, um, and that's causing a divide as well. And the thing is, is like what you said before, Cindy, about there's different paradigms. And you're not going to change the paradigm. Like you can't convince one side of the paradigm to change the par- the other side of the paradigm. It's like trying to get the two of you guys to agree that one should eat meat and the other one should be a vegetarian, which is going to be impossible, right? So, or you know, but just but you have mutual respect, right? Mm-hmm. That you're going to agree to disagree. But like that, that that's how it, if the profession is going to move forward. And this this is not just in the chiropractic. This is in other businesses and other professions as well. Is that when we have two conflicting philosophies or come two conflicting paradigms, the goal is not to change the other person's mind. The goal is to go. How can we function together as a united front on the things that we are common about? And what's our main target? Like sit down and have a conversation. What is our objective? We're not going to agree on these things, but what can we agree on? And how? What's the actual? Um, thing that we're trying to impact into the world, you know, as a united front. And that's a discussion that needs to be had. And um, I think that, you know, for us, I think one, my, you know, my school, I don't want to get into the political realm, but I want to be able to help chiropractors do better. I mean, there's so many great chiropractors I, that I see, you know, great adjusters. They can, they, they know so much, way smarter than I am. The problem is they're not seeing anybody. Why? Because they can't translate what's in their head to the general public. And that's a problem. And that's mm-hmm. not going to advance the profession when you can't do that. And there's no different than you uh, sitting at home listening to this podcast have this great idea, right? This great idea has to be translated to what the market wants. If the market doesn't want it, it's just going to be a great idea. And we, I don't want you to waste your great idea just because you didn't know how to translate that to uh, into the marketplace that actually, that you know, to, that people actually want it and desire it. I mean, you will look at Apple, and um, I look at Apple and, and I'm amazed every time how, you know, people line up for days for an iPhone when you can just go online, book it and just walk in on the first day if you wanted to. Right. I remember <laughs> I bought the iPhone six in Perth and I literally booked it online and I walked, walked to the store and I see people line up the door. I'm like, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> like, like I just walked in, bought my phone and walked out and they're still waiting in line. I just, <laughs> I don't. Um, so I think it's about watching, like, how do you build a tribe? How do you, what's your calling? And you're not going to please everybody. There's going to be haters. There's going to be people who hate you, hate what you do. And we're going to have that internal conflict and, and argument, but that's fine. But you're also going to attract the people that you attract. And we're not, I'm not going to attract everybody. That's not who I am. I'm going to attract certain people like me and, and you guys going to attract certain, like, I mean, the guys, the people who like the wellness guys might be completely different than the people who like up for chat, but there's going to be a common people that are like both of us, but that's okay. That's why we have 17 shows because I don't expect everybody to listen to us. You know, one of those guys could have functioned by ourselves, right? We could have just said, you know what? We're just going to do our shows by ourselves. But we realize the ultimate outcome was to make an impact. Well, if the ultimate outcome is to make an impact, then we need to get other people on board. Other people with different opinions, different voices, and they would hear it from a different perspective. And and that's why we called on you guys, right? We know. I remember. I still remember the conversation I had with you, Cindy. I remember where I was and calling you and, and then talking to you about you know the potential of you joining us on the network. And you were our first person that we thought of. And then you said, "Yeah, there's two beautiful girls that I would love to kind of connect with." And I'm like, "Okay, well, if, if you trust them, then I think I can trust that." Hopefully, right? And obviously, we mm-hmm. met and we just formed a great relationship and to do what we do now. But I think it's about. I mean, look at personal development. You know, Karen and I are probably really into the personal development side. But I mean, the messages, the core messages messages in, in personal development really it's the same when you you slice it but it comes from different people and you hear it from a different way when you hear it from you know the dalai lama versus a Martini or uh um hear it from you know tony robbins you they, they're talking about the same message but we'll hear it differently because 
they said it differently or because of who they are, you know, someone like Wayne Dyer um, might say it and then go, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. But when Tony Robbins said it, I didn't get it. You know, yeah. it doesn't really matter. The thing is that we are taking those ideas and expanding on and changing it and, and moving it to, to fit our tribe, whoever our tribe is um, that we're trying to make an influence on. Mm. So well said. Mm. Oh, I have so much I wanted to say on, um, you know, the whole, of the, I don't know, we must be finishing up, aren't we, Karen? But yeah, I we're just, right on time. We're right on time. Okay, well, we can have this discussion, Lawrence, at a later time because I, the whole conflict with the chiropractic profession that I see in everything at the moment, mm. not like in nutrition, not only are you having people from the outside attacking, but also people on the inside attacking. But I also believe that paradigms or philosophies, whatever it is, are both needed. So if we look at the philosophy of vitalism versus mechanism in food as well as chiropractic and everything like that, um, we look at um, if we if we look at vitalism as far as the nutrition field goes, mm-hmm. and our vitalism is looking at whole foods and you know eating whole foods as opposed to looking at the fats, the salts, the proteins and and things like that, that's all very well and good if we're looking at um, people on the outside of a hospital. But let's say we're now in the hospital and someone's got esophageal cancer or throat cancer, they can't consume whole foods. Mm -hmm. So then we have to look at the macro and the micronutrients. We have to look at it mechanistically. And so while one is the way we live our philosophy, I also realise that we also have to look at the mechanistic ways of food as well. And let's look at chiropractic. So let's look at the vitalistic um, view of chiropractic where we're looking at the force, um, the intellectual, the innate intelligence of the body and, and stop interfering with it and, and, um, and give it what it needs. And chiropractic has always had that philosophy. But then let's look at the mechanism. If I've chopped my leg off, the last thing I want is a vital force. I want someone to put my leg back on. So Mm -hmm. while we fight this, I actually, if if we're not a, a profession that wants to take over the world, because that's what it's all about. It's when they think they're the be all and they're all, and for everybody, as opposed to, hey, this part of chiropractic works brilliantly for this stage of life. But then we also need to look at this side as well. And the same with nutrition. But I do. I think the, the biggest thing is, is we just want to take over the world. And, um, and I see that as I actually see uh, corporations doing this, is that they don't want chiropractic or vitalistic nutrition or the way Karen thinks about the mind. You know, that would put the psychiatrists way out of um, their league. Or even Kim put all the perfume makers out of business because she likes to look at holistic things so i believe that there is a place for all on a scale there's a need for all on a scale and sometimes it's when we want to take over the world that is the real problem i know that's the way i look at it and i'd love to hear your view on that one lawrence yeah, I, I I agree with that statement because I mean, really, when when we're trying to think that we're one size fit all, like our size, you know, we'll take it say nutrition point of view and say the the paleo movement says that that's the only way to eat, right? Well, 
not that's not necessarily true. Like you said, there's a lot of circumstances that's not necessarily true. They're not for everybody. And the things that we're so different, we're so similar, but yet we're so different. And I think it's mm. really important for us to recognize that, hey, it's like you, we all have a tribe. And this is where, you know, we'll take it back to the chiropractic context. Like there's vitalistic chiropractors and there's mechanistic chiropractors. If there's if that's the case, you know, if there's two splits inside, 50-50, then there's also got to respect that there's also going to be vitalistic patients, right? Or clients and vi- and mm. mechanistic clients too as well. And so I don't really care personally who I see, but I got to recognize on, you know, as a chiropractor, if I was a smart chiropractor, I got to need to recognize going, what kind of client am I dealing with here? I mean, is he, does this person actually believe in the in vitalistic or they actually believe in mechanistic? Because you can't believe in both. It's one or the other because they're conflicting um, paradigms. So therefore, you got to go, well, doesn't necessarily mean I can't help a mechanistic. If, if I was a vitalistic chiropractor, it doesn't mean I can't help a mechanistic client. But what I need, I'm not going to try to try to convince them or change them to you know, be vitalistic. That's not the goal. The goal is to kind of go, well, how can I help you based on your model, right? Mm-hmm. Using what I know and then finding that gap. So I, there's a... You know, in in business, I developed this thing called the the power versus for, force communication, and I look at the the four forces, the four forces in the clients, you know, prospect or whatever business that or whatever thing that you're trying to target. They have four things that you need to consider: their fears, their frustrations, their wants, and their desires. Right? You got to look at that. And then what you bring to the table is your four powers. Your four powers is basically what's your experience, what's your knowledge, what's the promise that you can have for them, and what's the process. If you can. Figure all that. If you know the fears, frustration, wants, and desire, then you can figure out your experience, taking your experience, your knowledge, and your pro- promise, and your process, and mesh the two and find some common ground, the sweet spot, then you're going to be able to have a, a really great co- communication. If you can't do that, you have no communication. And the fault is not the client's fault or the person. is always about you because you got to take self-responsibility, going back to what we said earlier, to say that if the one, if I'm speaking to you and you're not getting what I'm what I'm saying, then it's not your fault. It's my fault. So I need to come at you with a different way of saying it, using a different analogy, and communicate it in a different way. If you still don't get it, then I need to change my another way of communicating. And that's the only way to actually build communication um, with each other as in a relationship, in business, or anything, is by finding some common ground that you actually get and have to take those analogies to, to mesh the two. And I think this is where, you know, in politics this is happening, this isn't happening in companies, and, and you're absolutely right. When one person thinks that their thing or one dominant viewpoint thinks that that's the only thing to do it, that becomes like this, they're trying to dominate. But this is what causes war, right, in this world. Mm-hmm. When one belief or one country thinks mm-hmm. that this is the way they should do it and this is the only way to do it, then that's what happens. And there's going to, you know, in balance, we talk about balance. When you do it one way too much on one extreme, there's going to be uprising. And this is exactly what's happening to the world. There's always going to be uprising. You've got too much dictatorship on one side, there's going to be uprising on the other side. You've got too much uprising, it's got unrest, there's going to be some sort of forces to kind of create some dictatorship to kind of make us, bring it, bring us back to order. But that's the balance of the whole entire universe. It's this, this constant pull between you know good or evil. This is not good or evil. I guess it's probably a bad way to say that. But there's always this constant pull to make us try to stay in balance. And sometimes we see it within minutes. Sometimes it takes decades or even hundreds of years for that to kind of come into balance. Oh, beautifully I, said. I also love, I love the way, I think it, it, that can even relate to parenting, can't it? Like as far as telling, you know, saying to your kids, come on, breakfast is on the table, and then the octaves go up. I said breakfast is on the table, and then, you know, screw it, I said breakfast. Yeah. Um, if they're not <laughs> getting it, 
maybe it is I really like that I really like the way we can go how else can we give this information how else can we say this in order for them to understand it we've also got to appreciate too and I know that you know this that we've got auditory kinesthetic and obviously visual learning um, approaches we also have different personality types and if we do want to have the impact and one of the things that I learned very much as a speaker and communicator is you've got to remember to talk to all four types or whatever mm-hmm. the model is that you work from. And also in order to have impact, if you want to have a workshop, you don't know everybody intimately that you're connecting with. But I always say to my children, you know, try and you, you may not know that person. So so just imagine that you're communicating to someone for the first time. Would you be awful to somebody? Would you be, you know, be kind, be be. Be aware that the world is watching you. I've also said to myself at times when I, if I've been losing it, would the if the world was watching you on video now, would you be proud of yourself? Yeah. Um, I dare say, I dare say at times with our closest, our friends and our family, but perhaps partners, we're sometimes the worst at that. So, you know, we're all about impacting the world. But I truly believe if we bring it back to the home, bring it back into that beautiful family unit, and if we're kind to one another there, if we're then kind in our community, then maybe we can impact the world. And I think that's what I've loved most about you three wellness guys and particularly your approach, Lawrence, with that real mindset. I mean, you have such a melodic voice. It's such a captivating mm. delivery. <laughs> that. Um, and you're so hot. Um, <laughs> and so, but it's very easy to listen to you and I think, I think that you've been given gifts and that's the other thing. When you have been given these gifts, don't waste it by doing nothing. You know, you step outside that comfort zone. You're always talking about pushing beyond the boundaries. And I guess ultimately, if that's what you want, ultimately that's what it's about. Who are we? What is our true potential? And I love the way you take us to the edge on that. Well, it's it's my it's a journey for me as much as anybody else, and I think that's the thing is that I never pushed myself to the edge, and and because I've learned to push it a little bit here and there, I start to realize that God, oh, there is actually more in me. And I'm, I mean, I look at some guys and you know the Navy SEALs or you know those guys who push themselves physically and going like, how on earth do you do that? You know, I look at you, Kim, and what you did. I'm like, how on earth do you do that physically? Because you know I was never physically inclined, but now I'm starting to learn to push, put myself in those situations to kind of learn. Because at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm confident enough to do it. I don't have the confidence to do it. But at the end of the day, I need to put myself in there to actually test those limits. And you know, it's about it's about knowing what's inside and. You know what you may think only oh, I'm only going to be impacting a small group of people. That's fine. Just go do that, and then you'll start to learn that. Oh, mate, wait a second. I might be actually really good at that. It's like speaking. Hmm. You know, I remember I used to be petrified of speaking. You know, I not I don't speak very. You know, I, I hate speaking. Uh, and when I was I used to be so scared, and it was not until I did my first talk, and then someone goes, oh, "That was an amazing talk," and you sort of just built that confidence. Go, oh, maybe there is something here, and then you just get mm-hmm. better and better and better at it, and then you start to learn. You know how to make a bigger influence, and I think that's what I meant right at the beginning of the call when I said each of us have a genius within us. I think it's just worth it to just test the limits on that genius and see what you know at the end of your life what kind of legacy you can you leave behind i love that Mm. i think that that really just it gives everybody something to think about today like right now you know it's not it's not about a future goal or you know all those other things that a lot of people will will avoid it's as if to say think about that for today when you wake up in the morning 
What legacy will I leave behind after today? How will the world be a better place because I was here? And I think, you know, Lawrence, you've really inspired me actually today in the conversation because to to push ourselves beyond our comfort zone, beyond what we believe is possible for ourselves, oftentimes people really don't know what that means. You know, we can say, get out of your comfort zone. You've got to become more. You've got to develop yourself. This is an expanding universe. Be a part of it. But people don't really understand what that means. But when you put it in the language of what is your legacy? How is the world a better place because you were here? Did it, ma- did it matter that you were here? It's a different conversation because that really brings it back to, well, what am I doing now? What can I do now? And what will that then bring for the future if I decide to do it again tomorrow? And I think that it, um, it empowers people in the moment. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's really important not to to think that, you know, you see, you want, we all watch successful people and they do amazing things. And, you know, I'm like that too. Like I admire certain people. I have, um, you know, in my office right now, I have a whole bunch of sports memorabilia because, not because I'm a massive sports fan, but I'm actually, I want to surround myself with greatness. You know, I want to walk into my office every day of my life and going, knowing that there's greatness in this room because they've done amazing things. And, um, and, and they, they put their hands on that ball when they signed that, you know, Muhammad Ali have a boxing glove, Muhammad Ali, and it's signed because I know he touched that at some point in his life. And I want to surround myself with those greatness. And, and I want to be able to, to tap into some of that greatness. Now I want to, uh, what I want to say here is that it doesn't mean that I do this every day. It doesn't mean I, I actually live for legacy every day. I wish I could. Right. But at the same time, it's like life gets to you. And it's about reminding yourself at the end of the day and going, um, there's actually a great thing that I actually been doing an exercise that I've been doing every day is going, you know, as, as soon as I wake up, how can I be a champion today? <laughs> and that's the question I ask. How can I be a champion? How, what part of what kind of, what can I do today to become a champion? What characters or skills or genius I can bring up to the table to become a champion today? And at the end of the night, before I go to bed, I go, how was I a champion today? And I think that exercise really helped me because all of a sudden, like when you wake up, it's like first thing in your mind, like, okay, it's about how can I bring the best of me show up today? You know, at the end of the day is being thankful for the things I actually did show up and not, you know, don't stress about the things that you didn't show up, but let's take up, let's talk about the things that you did show up. And the day you ended up the day, not doing the things you wanted to do. That's okay. Don't beat yourself about it. There's going to be another day. Right? There's another 24 hours tomorrow. Um, and I think it's important to kind of just recognize that all of us are human, that all these successful people uh, in the world um, were successful not because they were great all the time. They were great in those moments, but it's those hard working training hours that led to those moments of glory. Those mm-hmm. hours and hours of training. Some were great and some were terrible. I'm sure some of them decided not to train on certain days because they were just too tired. And it's okay. It's being okay with that and just move on. And the greatness will come rather than focusing on like, was I great today? Oh, that wasn't then you beat yourself up about it. I just hate that. I would just say, just move on. You had a bad day. That's okay. We all have bad days. What are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but so many people just beat themselves up and that that's the problem. We've got to stop that. So yeah. Well and, and everything is perfect as it is too, you know? And if something feels like it was a bad day, well, you don't know. You can't know if it's going to be a bad, if it was a bad day because perhaps there was something very purposeful in it that will unfold or be revealed the next day or the next day or the next month. We can't, we can't know. And contrast is just as much a part of our experience as 
as bliss is, you know, it gives us, it gives us that relativity. Lawrence, this has been an awesome conversation. Oh, thanks. Mm. It's been, it's been fun. Thank you. Can't believe it. Now I can see why you guys can actually lead to our conversations. (laughs) (laughs) And we haven't even gotten started with you yet. Wait for the next one. Oh, this has been fun. It's been great. Thank you for thank you so much for having me. And uh, you know, I really appreciate what, what you girls do and um, and the conversations you have. And I know the impact that um, that you guys make because I you know I hear them from uh, the audience all the time. You know, from talking to people and and uh, and they get so much out of your conversations in their daily lives. And uh, I think it's just so important to talk about these issues. And because a lot of a lot of people just don't have friends or colleagues or family members that can discuss uh, things like this in this depth. I don't think I've ever discussed any of this stuff in this much depth, mm-hmm. actually, in anything that I've done, because we never dive deep into it. Um, I guess we do because of the time thing. But it's great to have this natural conversation and think about these things, because then it allows people to think deep about their life and 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 also their lives and actually then start having conversation with their friends and and have those conversations, because that's what, what we want. We want to be able to stimulate conversation rather than saying, this is the right way to do things. I don't think there is a right way. Just go and try it out for a while. Take on that mindset and see if that works for you and if it does great if it doesn't that's okay just try something else and i think this is why i love what you guys do um and 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 i think that's where people are getting so much um, power from you girls is simply because you just you know push the right buttons and talk about things and bring up issues that no one wants to talk about so thank you so much for for being who you guys are and uh, doing an amazing podcast oh we love you and is your voice getting a bit scratchy (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's like, it, it, we talk about, you know, Kim was just saying about the impact before. It's like, you know, yeah, it's start to recognize going, wow, you know, you guys are doing amazing things. And uh, when you start to really appreciate that, you know, it, just, it definitely, you know, humbles me and um, that I get to associate with you guys all the time. And uh, it's been fun. It's been a great journey. I'm looking forward to uh, the years ahead and uh, to see where, where this leads. Who knows? Oh, how awesome. We love you, Lawrence. You're amazing. And keep up the incredible being and work that you do. Thank you. So hopefully everybody who's listened to today's podcast has just fallen further further and more deeply and madly in love with Lawrence. He's just a gem of a man, just a gem. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have got any comments or questions that you'd like to post, go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also post your comments at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. And if you wanted to reach out to me, Lawrence's little alter ego female over here, <laughs> it's allthews.karensmith.com. And Lawrence, tell us how people can get in touch with well, you, my friend, and how course. do we follow you? Yeah, well... I guess it depends on on who you are, and um, you can find me on the Wellness Guys. Obviously, you can listen to me um, with Damien and Brett, and uh, where they you know take the piss at me all every single week. Um, or if you want to hear my journey and how I'm going through life and my mindset stuff, you can listen to Inside Champions Mind. Um, for me, um, the best place to get a hold of me, I guess, is if you go to lawrencetam.com. That's L A U R E N C E T H A M. That's sort of where you can sort of. That's my sort of very generic website where you can kind of guide, you know, go to wherever you wherever you feel, whether you're a general public person who just wants to find out more about me or if you're a chiropractor, then you can kind of go to uh, other websites such as Drive Your Practice. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just search me up on Facebook. I'm happy to connect and, uh, you know, happy to just talk on- online and, uh, you know, that's where I'm at. 
Perfect. And if you wanted to follow me, you can just go to 28.com. That's 20 spelt out T-W-E-N-T-Y and the number 8.com. We have some great events coming up, so you can look to us on there and also on Instagram and Facebook under Kim Morrison. And if you want some wonderful faucet foods, faucet standing for foods that are organic, sustainable, ethical and trusted, then please go to changinghabits.com.au. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been an absolutely fabulous podcast. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you have loved it. Thank you for being a part of the journey with us. And we're going to see you here, same time, same station, where you get to join us on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We love hanging out with you on the ride. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.